sir, I'm going to have to ask you oh, again to, uh, to put that away. Oh, oh, hey, uh, hey, how are you? The duck a l'orange was perfection. Fantastic. I mean, it it wasn't your dish. I don't. I believe. got hungry. I, Blade will forgive me. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. We kind of have a zero tolerance policy here for eating other people's meals. Hmm. You know, even if it's at your table, uh, we just really don't stand for that. You know, you that eat what a, you order. That is a very strange policy. Who who made that policy? The manager. The fucking manager. The fucking manager. All I hear is anything about the goddamn manager. Get show me this motherfucker. I let me put my fucking dick away and I'm going to go see this motherfucker and we're going to straighten this out because that's bullshit. I think that we should be able to share fucking plates and we should be able to have a nice fucking meal. And I'm sitting here eating alone. Bring me to the manager, please. Here's a fucking Benjamin to get me there faster. Well, all right. Um, you know, I, I, I I hope that we can we can uh, satisfy your 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 issues that you're having here. And, oh, I uh, satisfied it, myself. Don't worry, but I do want to good. see the manager. Okay, well, uh, uh, Aaron, correct? Yes, yeah, that's me. Well, wonderful. Uh, you know, it's it's about your time anyway. So uh, yeah, follow me right this way. Perfect. Hate to see you go. Love to watch you walk away, and I'll be right behind you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Schmeeberger in Paradise Bar and Grill and Rehabilitation Relocation Center for Wayward Juggalos. You're joined by your singular host once more for the last time this year, Schmeev. And today, today as we have for the rest of this month, I am once again joined by another person another singular person who is not the usual guy that's here and the next time that you hear me at all will probably be with that other guy again we'll get back to I pro look i know what you're thinking you're thinking it's been a long time and we've had to suffer through this month again and i don't think that other it, we're getting there it's you know life's tough things are just just difficult man but like, you know, my, my temporary co-host for today uh, is is chomping at the bit to be allowed to speak up, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, so uh, let, let, who are you? Introduce yourself right now. Oh, hello. It is me, your your temp co-host. And by the way. Thank you so much. I just joined on with the temp agency for co-hosting on podcasts, and this is my first assignment, so I'm very excited to be here. Uh, uh, you what's know, up, guys? This could be a temp to hire <laughs> situation, so you know, depending on how you do, we may have a permanent position available to you should you desire one. Ooh, ooh. I might have to talk to my people about that. Uh, what's <laughs> up, everybody? I'm Aaron from ICP with We. Uh, you may know me as one half of the Dirty Boys. You may. Uh, you've you've already heard the other half of the Dirty Boys this month, right? I don't know the release order of these. It's it's in the order they're recorded. <laughs> okay, so am I? Wait, am I bringing up the caboose? You are bringing up the caboose. Oh, this is so much pressure. I'm not <laughs> and what an album to bring up the caboose on. 
Hey, isn't that right? What what album are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about Play by Brad Paisley. That is correct. Brad Paisley's 2008 album Play. And if you're still here, if you have not just immediately turned look, I'm glad you're still here. Look, there there's a reason I picked this, okay? We're going to have some fun today. We're going to we're going to go go on to off a, a bit of an adventure here and you're going to learn some shit that maybe you you wouldn't have thought about this uh I don't know if he's pro- is he prolific? I don't think he's that prolific. I would call him pretty pro- prolific, I think. I, I Okay. He's recognizable by was, name. <laughs> of course, of course. And well, and is somebody and we'll get into this and how this has affected my listening of today's <laughs> album. Uh, but as somebody that was born and raised in the South, <laughs> That's true. Uh, Brad Paisley is is pretty prolific, I would say, here. Uh, I don't know how uh, you Northerners uh, <laughs> really consider him. But uh, that being said, it, it, now it's kind of sounding like I brought this album forth. I didn't. <laughs> you know, no. I didn't bring this album forth. This entire uh, month I, is my picks. <laughs> it's it's Yes, this was Shmeev's pick. Uh, and by the way, everybody else shied away from this album uh, when we were it's deciding true. what we were going to join up. And I said, you know what? I'll take Paisley. Gimme. Bless you. you. Know? <laughs> Thank you. It's I'm, I'm honored to be here, Shmeev. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I didn't do any sort of research into this album before listening to it beforehand. And I didn't ask you why we're doing this uh beforehand either so this is going to be a very awesome learning experience for me as well uh so you listeners are going to hear me react to learning the same information y'all are going to learn today so how fun is that fantastic you know i'm 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 excited to hear what you think about this or what you think about some mf doom album that you picked But I will not tip my hat yet. <laughs> uh, so I, I grew up uh, mostly listening to stuff introduced to me by my dad, who was a classic rock guy. You know, a lot of Kiss and Rush and stuff like that. Um, my mom, on the other hand, was the contemporary country person. It wasn't very often that she had the reins of the radio dial, but like if we were taking a long drive somewhere uh, and my dad wasn't going, she would usually have on some contemporary countries thing or like a Christian station or whatever, which there's a lot of crossover there. Um, Oh, yep. And we'll get into that, (laughs) I'm sure, as well as we talk. But um. and along the way, I picked up a bit of a taste for some stuff. At the very least, we used to have a, a Garth Brooks like greatest hits CD, and I was into that, and I'm still into that. Garth Brooks, the the dude can fucking lay it down. Honestly, like I don't care who you are or what your feelings towards country are, put on the Thunder Rolls and tell me that song doesn't fucking rip. It's awesome. <laughs> You know, Shmeev, I think you and I are probably the only people uh, that aren't that don't immediately shy away from country, like in our little <laughs> group of, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, hell yeah, you're right. Though. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so the thing about Brad Paisley, like back in the day, you know, I 
I'd heard stuff like Whiskey Lullaby. That's like the most well-known song of his to me, and it seems to also be the most well-known one in general. Uh, it's it's the top of the list if you search his songs on Google, and it's a good duet. It's pretty sick. Uh, I'm it's, familiar. It's very sad. You know how it is. It's one of those those ones about a couple people getting sad and dying. Uh <laughs> Off of his album Mud on the Tires, which I'm going to assume that that song is also on there, <laughs> uh, which I recall hearing at some point. And I think I also saw he has an album called Red Dirt Road, and I'm surprised Red Dirt Road, the song, doesn't show up on here if he, in fact, did that song, which I think he did. It is a pretty notable song. <laughs> Hang on, I need to check. Uh, it's Brooks and Dunn. Never mind. Ain't got shit to Ooh. do with Brad Paisley. See, that's that's the thing. I'm not that knowledgeable <laughs> on all of this stuff, but this... Uh, a friend of mine that I was in a band with, um, he he played bass uh, with us, and he got really into some Brad Paisley stuff, specifically watching live videos of him and a song called Time Warp, which is not on this. It's on an album called Time Well Wasted. Time Warp is just an instrumental of him and his band just doing some showcasing. It is... It's fast, it's fucking, it's good shit. And, you know, he turns it over to each member in turn to do their thing. Uh, and a thing that people may not realize about Brad Paisley is that the dude is a wicked fucking guitarist. The man is incredibly talented at his instrument. And this oh. album, Play, is what that's all, that's what it's all about. It is him just getting a chance to jam because that's what he loves to do <laughs> this entire album is him whipping his dick out and slapping <laughs> it down on the table you know what i'm saying for sure and i love that like that's the reason i like i picked up a guitar partially from because Guitar Hero was a thing when I was a kid. And, you know, those songs were mostly... Like, I, I really gravitated towards wicked fucking solos on there. And it got me into a oh, whole yeah. lot of bands of that kind of shit. And to find a dude who does that. But with the flavor of country music. Because the man is definitely still a country player. And he has that tone. He has the just the kind of licks that he plays. The man's shredding, but he's he's down home shredding. <laughs> it's, yeah, I no, love it's, that. It's crazy. Uh, some of the solos that we'll we'll hear, you know, throughout the album. Um, it's crazy to think like, holy fuck! Like live, <laughs> this dude's fingers must be on fire doing these. But but they're also still authentically country sounding and feeling uh, and at the same time. It's crazy. Just tasteful. The man's got Absolutely. taste. So that's that is the main reason why we're doing this today. That is why I'm, I'm here for this. I picked up this album because of one song on it that a guy that I went to a guitar camp uh, that I met at a guitar camp. He sh played a little bit of it. And I was like, holy shit, that's a fucking Brad Paisley. Song. <laughs> I pick up the album <laughs> and threw it on. And I was like, holy shit, this is rad. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. It's great. So, oh, yeah. Do, do you have any? Uh. Any any past history with Brad Paisley beyond just Texas? <laughs> you know, no specific history with Brad Paisley other than him, Keith Urban. You also mentioned Brooks and Dunn as well. Uh, like, 
there there was just this massive core group of country artists that dominated the radio airwaves um on 99.5 the wolf <laughs> uh which is our local yeah. country radio station and it was what was perpetually on in my father's truck uh as we drove anywhere and similar situation um on in my my mother's car whenever we drove somewhere because usually we were all going somewhere together uh my dad was driving and also controlled the radio so <laughs> boom much uh yeah similar situations i do have a question though shmeev quickly have you oh. were do you remember a distinct time in your life where you were ever in control of the radio as a child like parents still driving you around but you got the radio Okay, I remember uh, a very long time ago, uh, we went to a Borders, and I picked up a copy of Bullet for My Valentine's The Poison there, and mm. sometimes whenever we would get an album, like if I would pick up an album or something, my dad would, sug would suggest putting it on, and I didn't want to like tip my hand as to the content of it as a teenager, a young teenager, course, so I was just yeah. like okay and it's just like i hope yeah. that they are too engrossed in a conversation to notice anything right <laughs> that also happened with uh, uh the same thing happened with modest mouse uh what Ooh. the fuck was that album called uh good news for people who love bad news the, the one with float on on it oh yeah, yeah of course of course <laughs> so th those those are some some memories that i do have of having control nice. of the radio aside from when I'm driving. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, now, you know, it's not special to control the radio. Yeah, you're, it's, as a it's, kid, though, you're, you're driving it's your something. car. <laughs> but uh, it is a special thing as a, as a child. I remember two distinct moments. One was when I was really a, a, a little child. That was around Christmas time. I was a, I had in control the radio, uh, and I played exclusively the uh, Shrek Christmas CD. <laughs> And I'm sure my mom wanted to put a bullet in her head because that had to be grating on her ears God. for an entire month. Uh, and, and God bless her soul for going along with it and letting me do that. I can't believe it. Uh, and then the second one was uh, probably a few years after that uh, when I had just picked up uh, U2's How to Dismantle an Atomic oh, Bomb from, from Best Buy. Uh, which probably wasn't any better on their ears <laughs> than the Shrek Christmas CD. But uh, yeah, you get home Very and your mom just memories. starts like looking through old photos and stuff. It's like, I just need to remember why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she needed to remember a lot in the, uh, around that time of my life. But. All right. So, the, oh, my God, I almost forgot to mention this one other thing about Brad Paisley very notable thing and maybe you don't know about this 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 is important though because there aside from whiskey lullaby there's another very important song that brad paisley released that i would be remiss to not mention this classic fucking brad paisley and ll cool j hit accidental racist <laughs> are you familiar uh, i am you know i i am <laughs> As somebody uh, that in, I feel like that was something that definitely circulated around <laughs> my friend group when it when it became a thing. What an uh, incredible piece of music! <laughs> it is 
it is out there in the world and it is the amazing. it has a, a melody to it. <laughs> it uh it certainly has some lines in it that I have it, talked it, about on this show before. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I it, forgot about that. It was interesting cuz I I actually saw a an interview that he did about it where he was just like I'm surprised that anybody really talks about this. Like, because like a thing about Brad Paisley is he's known for being like more liberal than most country artists. Like he's pretty liberal dude. Pretty, pretty all right in that, in that way. And he was just like, the thing is, is I have a certain audience and I kind of have to speak in a way that they'll, that's kind of for them. And uh, you know, I didn't expect this song to be like a thing that blew up like it did. (laughs) And really reached outside of that audience. And it's like, well, I understand what you mean by that. It's unfortunate, but I do understand yeah. what you mean by that. Well, to, to tie it back to why our podcast exists in the first place, I'm sure uh, ICP thinks that about the the magnets line. They're probably like, damn it, this wasn't supposed to get outside of our fucking circle. What the fuck? Uh, and you know, it worked out for them. It worked out for him. You're right. All right. So I think I think with all of that out of the way, we're ready to not get into the the album because we got to crack open a fucking beach beverage, baby. Ooh, it we're, we're out here at the at the Schmied Burger in Paradise Bar and Grill. We got to crack open something nice to, to go along with the scenery. Yeah, by the way, you kind of pulled me away before I could pay my tab. Is it? I, I hope That's, they didn't think I, I died good. in Dash. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I got you. It's, it's, it's taken care of. Oh, oh my God. Thank you so much, uh, yeah. Shmeev. Yeah, appreciate it. So what do, you, what do you got for us today? Uh, you know, my tropical beverage is, is going to be a Miller Lite, but nice. it's fun because it's in the pint glass, uh, or the pint can, rather. Yeah, I was wondering what the deal unscrew. was yeah. What an odd yeah, fucking no, thing. Yeah, I like these. The, uh, these actually, anytime I go to the beach, I pick up. Uh, Coors Light does some like this as well. Um, but I pick these up because you can unscrew and rescrew and never have to worry about sand or anything. You That's know? nice. That that would be good for a Beersby game. You can knock it Ooh. off the top and you don't have to worry about it cracking open. There you go. Absolutely. I but myself. It, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, very tropical at the at the Schmee Burger in Paradise uh, because I, I I I'm looking over the beach and I don't want that sand to get in my drink. When you're on the beach, man, grab a fucking beer. I myself Absolutely. have in front of me my mug that I got from my supervisor that says I survived another meeting that should have been an email, and into this mug, I am going to be pouring some of my Tropicana orange juice. But that's not all, baby. First, I got to crack this open. This is brand new orange juice. Also, some rum. You're close. Ooh, okay, cool. You making a little screwdriver? Get a heavy pour. Also close. (laughs) I also got me a bottle of Saza. Uh, I've had this for a while. Ooh. Uh, Tequila, if you're wondering. I don't don't think I've ever had that brand before. How much can I put in? Sounds familiar. Oop, that's uh, that's topping off a little bit there. And then I got tequila f- is decidedly more tropical than some, vodka. Some grenadine, baby. I got me a little fucking tequila sunrise. Hey, I need to 
I sip a little off the top because I definitely poured too heavy on the orange juice. <laughs> that is a very, I mean, you're, you're just your own mixologist tonight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> on, on a recent, well, not recent, but one of the last two vacations that I went on uh, to the beach with a friend, uh, I was nicknamed Cocktail Steve because I would just grab what the fuck ever and just toss it into a glass and drink it. And just rain man a good cocktail out of it? Oh, you know it. Yeah. I hear that. I have no idea how much grenadine I should put in here. That's probably good. It's supposed to be in a clear glass, I'm sure, so you can see the bottom of it. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, clever mug. Big fan of that mug. Right? Like I said, my boss got this for me for Christmas. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, did your boss also give give it with a guarantee that it, you'd have more emails than meetings next year? Nah. <laughs> I, I love meetings. I'm, I'm okay with them because that just means I don't have to do anything for a while. Hey, fair enough. So now let's jump on in. Track one, Huckleberry Jam. jam dude and what a jam it was right um yeah this uh this song kind of gives you exactly sets your expectations right it, it gives yeah. you exactly what you're gonna what you're gonna have this is an album uh, thesis right 16. here oh yeah 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 good overture without actually being an overture that <laughs> has themes from other songs but you know what i mean uh yeah, yeah. you get that nice plucky guitar and in and, and that banjo kind of but it's so technical and imp it's very impressive i uh i actually went back in our conversation in the group to see um just to make sure it was the brad paisley one because it had been so long uh the, a couple days ago when i was trying to prep for this and i saw that you were surprised that jiggles didn't want this because of the guitar work and i mm -hmm. yeah, you're absolutely right i'm surprised as well like this is very technical uh delightful guitar work i, and, I learned that jiggles song does not no... does not care for wanking on a guitar <laughs> fair enough that's that's fair enough but yeah we we have just a really good good look at look forward at what the album's going to be and you kind of get to hear like everyone in the band just who is just ridiculously proficient at what they do. You get some pedal steel in there. You got a fiddle guy and they're just doing what they fucking do. I mean, it's it, it. This should go without saying like country music gets a bad rap because of highly commercialized country music. Right. Yeah. But God damn it. If they aren't some of the best musicians like at their craft of author, like for real most the majority of good country is good country because they are masters at their instruments every single one of them 
Yep, and we're going to hear some of that going on, like not just from Brad Paisley. I mean, there's guests all over this that we'll be hearing as, as time oh, goes yeah. on. And uh, yeah, you're going to get to hear a lot more of that. So, but yeah, we just got, got a nice little down home chicken picking jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's move right on to track number two, Turf's Up. that these songs are all mostly like still structured in a way that there's like a verse and a chorus. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> I <can> right? <laughs> um th- hey, turfs up. Surfs right. up as well, baby. I mean, this is a this is a song I expect to hear when I walk into a Schmeeburger in Paradise location, right. you know, any beachside resort uh in the south specifically <laughs> because it's uh uh, maybe in the Southwest specifically. Southwestern. Southwest, um, yeah. I really like the underlying um, like rhythm on this song and, and just the drivingness of it. It actually, like, this song kind of feels like a chase scene from, like, the Adam West Batman era, <laughs> but on but it's like a boat chase scene. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it, it just gives me that vibe. So And then... You have the wipeout beginning with the drums, the and you're like, okay, you know exactly what you're getting. Oh yeah, um, and, and like clear like homage to like the likes of like Dick Dale, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Just God, no, this surf this rock, actually man. might be this actually might be my my top pick from the album. Actually, if, if, nice. if maybe I shouldn't tip my my hand too early but i really like this one. i mean from like the first seconds of it you just had this big cheesy smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> this one this one scratches my brain in every way that i need it to and like just even just the little touches and stuff like his he'll just do like a little dip on something he he has the sound like he's got it and oh yeah even their pedal steel guys like all right let me shift from country mode into surf mode <laughs> we are going to a completely different location it's incredible it's great yeah it's it's great and like honestly this album uh more than anything else has, has finally kind of taught me i the the sound that my friend always used to talk about that like whenever he was super obsessed for a while with telecaster guitars and i'm like i guess this is like what telecasters sound like like if you play one it just automatically has that spanky country tone <laughs> that's, right. that's just what it is <laughs> but you know i uh i've owned a few telecasters in my day um but i've i've always owned them in a sort of heavy band capacity i've never mm-hmm. played them in in a milder band and now i kind of 
uh, I've been thinking recently about wanting to get another one just so I can use it for something that's not running, you know, an overdrive and a distortion into it and like actually try and make some beautiful sounds. Nice. Yeah, uh, actually, in that same band, uh, the guitarist that we picked up, which it was it was a butt rock band, but trying <laughs> to be metal. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had a Telecaster with and like that's what he would shred on and also it had little the inlays on it on the fretboard were like pinup ladies <laughs> oh badass <laughs> yeah it's it pretty rad <laughs> yeah it rules so yeah uh i guess we can move on to track number three this one is is like a hit from this album that people i guess recognize but i i I didn't know anything until I bought this album, but start a band with Keith Urban. Keith, check this out. Just learn it. I love this intro. <laughs> it's just... You know, wait. They do these sort of fuck around things uh, <laughs> a couple times, especially with the features. And yeah, it's so great. It's so real too. It is one hundred percent just kids picking up a guitar like, ah, oh, shit, I can't fucking hold down yeah, the goddamn frets. <laughs> Honestly, two of the best in the country scene just tearing it up and not even just like in in like their guitar terms like their vo their vocals are fucking on point like the, the oh, two they're of them. great i mean they're firing on all every single cylinder that they have <laughs> just mm. i had to learn you know, a keith urban song for uh for a band that i was in before and that was when i learned like how good he is yeah and just how <laughs> like unique his playing is like he does some interesting shit <laughs> Yeah, no. Keith Urban is is great. Uh, um, the this song, God, it is so catchy. And there's something about this song that a lot of people uh, that are sort of in the scene that we're around in the music scenes, uh, they're they don't like country music as much. Mm. But guess what? This song's a fucking anthem for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're not that smart. We're not that, like, we don't have, we don't want to be fucking doctors or whatever. 
grab a start a band get some buddies and start a band and guess what we literally did yeah guess what the like the majority of my 20s were like i was gonna say it's like how how close is this all to your experience yeah it just this song hits home in a way that like and it's weird because i didn't connect that until just re-listening it to it for this Mm. because i listened to this song in the radio I listened to this song on the radio growing up, uh, and then I, I guess it just subconsciously spoke to me, and I lived it, and then <laughs> now I'm here, and I'm like, son of a bitch. He fucking son did Son of it. a bitch. <laughs> um, I fucking did it. Yeah, this song is great. Um, it's long. I don't care about that at all because they're really good, and it includes a badass guitar solo. Yeah, it, it is uh, long exclusively because they take a solo in the middle of it, and then they got an outro one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and that that solo in the middle is is fantastic. The outro one is good too, but uh, yeah, this one's really good. Uh, this is a solid track. In the in the second verse, um, during during Keith Urban's verse, uh, Brad Paisley during that is uh, doing a whole bunch of quotes from from some popular songs that I, I would assume he grew up learning and stuff. You get. I think the first one is like a Skinnerd thing, but it's so it's such a quick one that I just can't place in my head. Uh, but then he definitely does a Layla lick. He does the mm. and then 100 <laughs> percent like everybody could recognize a sweet child of mine that he plays at the end of it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking clear. But this one. Um, shit, like I actually read um, some of his comments on it where he talked about. I guess for a while people had been like, like, when are you going to do a thing with Keith Urban? And he wanted to do a thing with Keith Urban. And one of the possibilities was they were going to just do some like fast as hell thing of them just fucking tearing it up the whole time. But then I don't, I don't remember exactly how it was. If they just had, like you think he said he had this song like laying around somewhere Mm -hmm. and um, he decided to go more of like a, what was it he said like a like a joe walsh like eagles duet kind of thing of them trading off solos and stuff more of a laid back kind of thing and they still just really fucking show it <laughs> like oh they, yeah oh yeah in the video I don't, have you seen the video for this i don't think i have no I, I i saw it once just because i didn't have like i i think i was just on my phone or whatever and i didn't have this on there so i was just like oh i hear this song looked it up and it's fucking this is a weird word to use for it's fucking adorable because it's just these two being just fucking goofballs the whole time like oh that's great like the energy in it like they have two people playing like young versions of them and stuff throughout it but like a lot of it just goes back to the two of them on a sound stage just trading off and just being goofs next to each other. And it's just fucking adorable. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No, this, uh, this song makes me want, I wish that there was like a super group of Keith Urban and Brad Paisley, like a full Dude, album. Hell and yeah. And maybe there is, I don't know. I'm not super <laughs> deep into country. Uh, this song just kind of threw me back to my childhood and, uh, is is really good. I mean, you're right. These are this is two country artists at the top of their game, just collabing with each other. It's great. Hell yeah! All right. Uh, I guess we can move on then to track number four, Kim. 
all the things that I would expect out of a Brad Paisley album. An Eminem cover is uh, definitely not at the top of that list, but but here we are, you know. That's not. That was always like any time Brad Paisley put anything out, I'm like, okay, this this is the one. It has to have the <laughs> Eminem cover on. This has to be the one, right? <laughs> um, so I was I was very happy to see that this finally was the one. I'm glad I could bring that to you, you know. Uh, and I, I gotta say, he he really. He really did something with this, you know, made it his own. Absolutely. Yeah. Made it his absolute own. <laughs> <laughs> um, slowing down the vibes on track four. Yeah. How about that? And, and y'all slow instrumental tracks can so easily be boring. This one's not that. No. This one's beautiful. The tones are great. That underlying rhythm guitar is beautiful. Uh, and it, it just it just sets the great atmosphere for just that that melody over the top. And it's it's great. This this is a track that I like you just put on and get lost in it, you know? You just let it go and it just carries you the fuck off. Like it's so sweet sounding, that turnaround back to the beginning of the verse and stuff. It's so like it's so predictable, but it's just like you want to hear it. Like that's why it's predictable. It's because your ears oh, yeah. want that to happen, and it also for like it, it it like ticks something in my brain. Like it's probably just because again that turnaround is predictable as hell, but it also ticks in my brain like this familiar sound. But it's like I've heard it a thousand times from all kinds of stuff, right. so that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a comfort. It's just like a built-in comfort that you have that, yeah. that that he put right in there, you know. And and he as, wove in between the melody. And as an entire track, it's just a very comfy instrumental to just it is yeah put on. It is. I uh, so this being an instrumental album for the most part, for sure. right? We get some singing here and there, but with this being an instrumental album for the most part, um, I found myself listening to this while i was cleaning the kitchen uh and and just when kim came on i remember i was doing the dishes and all of a sudden just like my eyes glazed over and i was just in the song and then i i just snapped to after it was done and i had an empty sink nice. and all the dishes were in the dishwasher so thank you kim magic so yeah uh, uh i had to do a quick look up but kim is in fact the name of his wife uh who he married in 2003 oh, and awesome. Wikipedia does not have a divorce date. So things are going better than did for Eminem. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, uh, I, well, I thought this was, uh, Jung Un, but I guess. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was actually about Eminem sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for this? <laughs> I'm cleared out. I'm good. All right, let's move on to track five, Departure.
Archer, baby. Delicious. I love that driving bass line right at the very beginning that really kicks it into like that rhythm. Yeah. I, I took a note here and uh, I feel like we both had similar notes on this because based on what we were talking about while the song was playing. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a note that just says, did he have to go so hard on his solo? Yes. <laughs> yes, he absolutely yeah. fucking did. <laughs> He, he had to, and he did go hard on on his solo. Yeah, this solo was was really good in this song. Um, it kind of reminded me of my childhood and my guitar lessons growing up. I took a couple years of guitar lessons before realizing it was a ripoff, and I just wanted to <laughs> learn on my own. And then I just forever stuck to being a mediocre guitar player. So joke's on me, I guess. But um, my teacher would often teach us like a simple rhythm like a driving rhythm and then he would solo over it and then he would have like us try and solo over it while we keep going you know while we and so just hearing this really interesting rhythm uh and then that awesome amazing solo over it i was back at earl bailey's house uh (laughs) doing my guitar lessons and hearing him solo over me and me just saying i think i'll always be a rhythm guitarist actually (laughs) Yeah, like, it is, the fucking melody on this is beautiful and has, like, that kind of, like, wistful feeling. So whenever you said, like, it, like, brought you back and stuff, it's like, yeah, it also brings me back, but just in, like, a general way of, like... Oh, I feel that, yeah. Man, life, you know? (laughs) Sure came to a a location where I'm at now, huh? (laughs) It sure ended up uh, this result. Uh, I'm here. (laughs) Yep. This is happening still to me. Like the man can just craft a fucking melody. Like it, he really can. Yeah. This one also sort of I I can't really picture like pinpoint what it feels like, but this feels like a score to something. I can uh, see that. Almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Yeah. I almost want to. Th- just want to like mull that over for a minute and be like yeah where would i put this what would what would this be over what would be it's, happening it's almost that that down 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 it almost feels like the hero of the story riding to like wherever the climactic like battle is gonna be you know what i'm saying i, I was actually gonna say that it's like a it's, it's like the horse girl training for the competition <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, hey, horses uh, involved way, they're in on a both. Horse, yeah. yeah, horses involved in both, so we're good. I have anything else for departure? I'm good. All right, all right. That is the other thing, the title of it, departure. I mean, it does kind of give that feeling of like, yeah. you know, moving on to point. some other thing, you know? Maybe leaving something behind and you're kind of feeling like iffy about it, but like there's something you're bright ahead of you about it, but you're f- also feeling like you're born anew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. Damn. You just said some shit right now, man. I just said, listen, let me spit. <laughs> me. Let me spit. He's, he is cooking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I ate and left no crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for saying that. By the way, I felt I felt lame as hell for saying that. <laughs> Gotta recompose myself real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Let's move on to track number six, Come On In, featuring Buck Owens. One, two. Got up this morning, headed down the road. I saw this pilgrim with a heavy load. Were my eyes lying at what I'd seen? I think that's mandolin he's playing in there it sounds like a mandolin to me yeah it's it it's way too uh it, it doesn't have that same pluckiness as a banjo it had it had to be had something that, else i think you're right i think timbre's got that it's got that timbre yeah 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 come on in uh come second in, song man. with vocals on it mm-hmm. in the album um this is a song there that uh i don't specifically ever remember like hearing as a child but i would not be surprised if i heard this all the time right (laughs) um because it's i mean this is this sounds just like a southern hospitality anthem right this is is like a classic style country thing oh yeah like this is this is less in that uh like the pop country realm and more in like to like a kenny rogers kind of thing exactly exactly who did you say was featuring on this? I forgot the name. Uh, Buck Owens, who I am not I'm familiar. I'm not familiar. With. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not familiar with Buck Owens either. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind checking out more Buck Owens. Maybe who knows? He's got a good voice. He's got he's got a great voice. Um, by the way, Brad Paisley's guitar work on this is technical as hell. <laughs> uh, this song didn't. I mean, this song was a nice laid back country. A uh, song that didn't really need to be that technical no. as far as guitar work goes, <laughs> but uh, it is, and 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 it's not to the detriment of the song either, right? Like it's not yeah. overly technical. It doesn't take away from uh, the message of the song or the lyrics or just the vibe of it at all. He doesn't like, it overdo just meshes it. Meshes in perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't overdo it at all. It's it's just a really nice tune about seeing a homie again that you haven't seen in a while. Come on in. Come on in, dude. Yeah, come on in. You know, I feel like the 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 primary audience that that this podcast is directed towards, whoever that is, uh, you know, I th- I feel like that's the thing you can appreciate. If not the style of the music, you know, the message, the vibe, you know what the it's message, saying. Yeah, there may be a this... song called Homies that is it's, it's it's like a corollary to this pretty much this but <laughs> you don't turn your nose up at it <laughs> uh 
I have a chip on my shoulder for how much hate country gets, by the way. Does that, <laughs> is that, is that came through clearly? <laughs> um, and it's not because I'm a huge fan of country. It's because yeah. I like the country that I like. Mm-hmm. And I know that nobody will ever check that country out because mm-hmm. the re- like the rest of the just it just they it gets lumped in like and it I, sucks. I, I don't know necessarily how much time Brad Paisley has spent on a picket line, but like he may have shown up at one at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know the the good artists they they've been there, man. They're out there. They're fucking. There. They're laying it down, straight you know, up. Smeev, it's crazy how some of the best country artists are also the more left leaning country <laughs> artists. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. That's really that, fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, how's that? What, what the heck? It's almost like we're the creative bunch, <laughs> and we focus on creating things and not <laughs> hating things and taking things away. Anyways, that's more political than this needs to be. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I'm glad somebody who's not me did it. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. With that, I think I think we're good to to move on to the next track. That's, Let's do it. It's going to be track number 7, Kentucky Jelly. Goodness gracious, Kentucky Jelly. There's something about this track that that needs to be brought up. Bring it up. That the very beginning of it, when you hear goodness gracious, Kentucky Jelly, do you know who that is? It sounds like Snoop Dogg. It is none other than the Snoop (laughs) D-O-double-G. I knew my first note was, was that Snoop Dogg? What the fuck? It's fucking Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's wild. Oh, that's hilarious. This this and honestly, uh, that so this that set the tone for uh exactly what we're about to hear. Short, chaotic, and sweet. Yep, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's a very quick track, and it's just. It just fucking goes, but God, that I guess chorus section, so to speak, it just opens the fuck up, and holy shit, the the, it just the fiddle is you. just oh, it's so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no, that that little chorus section, and and you're right, you brought this up. I think on the second track, how uh, even though these are instrumentals, they're still structured 
like uh verse chorus verse chorus you know bridge in there somewhere verse but uh and and that's very pleasing to my ears by the way for like sure. you know just like you were talking about in uh i believe it was departure we were talking about how like you you know what's going to come up next and then it gives it to you you yeah. know what i mean like and it's that's just so satisfying because your brain is expecting things and then just getting what it's expecting every single time it's so nice yep and and even just like the style of this track like it's 100% it's very very like country-esque but this thing has fucking rock roots 100% like oh yeah especially in that section like whenever they kick in with that that melody i i i could totally place that in a fucking rock band <laughs> like this oh for sure it, and this isn't the only song that uh we'll no. talk about that dips into the rock vibes heavily either um there's there's a handful but yeah <laughs> there's there's definitely a handful here um kentucky jelly I don't know why it's different than any other jelly. Snoop Dogg apparently knows what it is. Goodness but gracious. But will not explain it. <laughs> and that's fine. Maybe he's done a, an interview somewhere that I should have looked up before this. I don't know. Hey, maybe. <laughs> and, and maybe I should have done an ounce of research <laughs> into this other than just listening to what you provided. You're me, good. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> maybe somewhere. Or maybe, you know, you can just get Snoop Dogg to appear on stuff just just because like he has before <laughs> hey but this this is also a testament to just how much bank brad paisley was scraping in oh yeah in the golden days that he was able to get he was able to justify paying snoop dogg's bill yeah for that <laughs> I, I don't i don't know what doggy dog's bill was but i believe it was pretty hefty when icp did it so <laughs> yeah had to be um, I, it was it had to be it was in the tens of k's wasn't it <laughs> like, i'm sure i'm sure um I, I i wouldn't be surprised if it was in the the 50s of k's yeah man who knows man makes more than my fucking yearly salary to phone something in and you know what oh good for him <laughs> good for him i mean he may he's made more money than i will this year uh just in the time of when we started this podcast to now i'm, I'm sure i'm sure of it i'm sure of it all right kentucky jelly that's that's Kentucky Jelly, baby. Moving on Delicious. To, to track number eight, Playing With Fire.
What do you got for me? Man, uh, I, I will say this song is named 100% correctly because it brings that vibe that's like a darker vibe, but not like a dark, scary vibe, like a dark cautionary vibe, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it just kind of like, it feels like you're dancing around a fire, like just kind of like in, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, it, in that scene in the classic movie, the, the, uh, Ralph Macchio film crossroads, that this course. is a, this is a song that would be playing whenever he walked into like the devil's bar, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To, to challenge the devil. Tale song. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, this is, this, this is absolutely the that that dark cautionary like on edge type type vibe um and i just love that that driving twang of the the rhythm section is just so good and then it just opens up huge in that chorus area it is it is delicious it's just got this the the shuffle just pushing it along the whole way the the one thing about this because this is a really good fucking jam and i love the riffs in it this is the first time in this album for me that I've listened, I've heard one of the instrumentals on it and felt like there definitely should have been lyrics in it. <laughs> There's something about it yeah. where I'm like, I feel like somehow this one had lyrics that were stripped from it for some reason. It I might be that. Like, I don't know if it's just like that turnaround at the end of the verse, like yeah, that feels so much like there were lyrics at some point and now there aren't and they're supposed to be there and they weren't quite replaced fully in a way that satisfies that part of my brain. But damn, it's still fucking great. (laughs) Right. I could definitely see where where there's probably some lyrics because you're right. They this song doesn't have like that overly technical uh, musical melody that would replace right. lyricism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of technical stuff in it, but it just doesn't have that that final punch that would really it, it, round it out as a a meaningful instrumental. It, it's like it's like a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing where it's like yeah, he's playing all of this stuff but he's singing in between it or like a like yeah, any blues yeah, yeah. player BB King for fuck's sake who we'll get to. We'll talk about BB King later. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just like the feeling that I it's it's the impression that I get. Mighty Mighty Boston's. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I uh I'm burping because I've been uh, ha- enjoying my beverages at the Schmied Burger in Paradise. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, that playing with fire uh, probably could have. There could be a version of this song where there's like this this heavy like bluesy sort of singing oh, yeah. with it. Cause I, it just feels so bluesy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. Um, it could almost I, I be a that fucking that would, either that or it's, well, it could be that like in a Broadway setting almost. Like the chorus is such a fucking Broadway yeah. thing. <laughs> it, no, it kind of is. It kind of has like that show tunesy, but like also it's bluesy kind of at the same time. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> like Pete, there's there's a fucking chorus line doing kicks there oh yeah yeah. anything else for playing with fire no i'm done i'm I'm ready to to tend to my wounds (laughs) all right track nine more than just this song featuring 
Steve Werner. <laughs> My window didn't show the whole thing. <laughs> like a boat on a river, this bus is floating down this old highway. Looking out the window, I think about how I got here today. Well, anyone who's anywhere had some help getting there, it's true. And one of the reasons why I get to do the things I do. I met this angel with calloused hands. Let this boy into his band Under his wing I learned to fly On these six strings through this life You can hear him in my playing Although he's gone And I own so much more than just this song beautiful you want to know how beautiful that is how beautiful is it (laughs) i cannot get past the fact that this song sounds exactly like what you would hear if you walked into a daddy daughter dance (laughs) in like the suburban (laughs) south do you get what i'm saying oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) this is daddy daughter dance fodder is what this is I can't believe it. It's the only thing I could think about. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) I just, I just, I close my eyes and I picture a gymnasium and I picture like an eight-year-old girl on her father's toes, right? So like he's, (laughs) you know, like dancing them both. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Uh, That's just what I... I just I think you I mean I think you mean like Bella at the end of the first Twilight movie with Edward. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, cuz she broke her feet, you know. She couldn't couldn't <laughs> dance. <laughs> so this song is actually uh in honor of of two of the men that uh greatly inspired uh Brad Paisley and Steve Werner to to play music in general. Uh, you have uh, Clarence Hank Goddard and Chet Atkins. Um, mm. And this song was specifically played on their guitars. Um, it, you know, it was, it was like a really special thing for them. They, they, got to, they, they were playing on the guitars of these people who uh, allowed them in like that they played, they performed with initially, they, like yeah. sort of got them into the whole scene and uh it's it's really fucking sweet man just kind of shouting out the people that 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 got you into it and you know uh he he says it himself you know could couldn't do it alone and needed needed that hand up and he fucking got it game recognized fucking game let's go Mm. That's a, that is adorable. That is an adorable backstory <laughs> sure to this song. Is, man. Because of course, like 
yeah in my head i'm thinking daddy daughter dance but then like the lyrics i'm like this is not about a dad no. and a daughter at all so like this doesn't work but like it just if you pay if you turn your brain off it'll work right but, right the sound you, of it the but, vibe is yeah like the vibe works but but the, the lyrics i'm like okay callous hands no we're not talking about an eight-year-old girl anymore I, I don't know who we're talking about look she uh, has a condition <laughs> Uh, that is that is a great backstory. I I oh, really yeah. enjoy that. I like that. And and this is one. This is an interesting one because they get they're you know like I, like we've talked about their playing has always been just it's been fucking great this whole time. They get jazzy on this. Like this one's nuts. Yes, yeah. it is extremely different from what we've heard before. And like. At the end of it, they get like a little bit more of like a little jaunty old school country thing, sort of like the come on in vibe and all that stuff. And but it's still like really low key, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just has this really interesting vibe. It's it. I could imagine this like, like again, scoring for a movie, but like it would just be like in the movie itself they would be playing this and at the end they'd they jump into that little jaunty section and stuff and you'd get yeah. like the two artists that they're talking about be looking down on them from the clouds like with that little nod you know and oh, it's just perfect. so sweet <laughs> like oh yeah and, and it's it's great you know shouting out the people that people that gave you a chance that that respect that helped respect you along the way absolutely absolutely I love it. It's a touching song. <laughs> you got anything else for that? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I thought you were going to, like, whenever you said you had something to, to say about this one, I did not think you were going to go there, but, like, yeah. yeah I, feel, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go somewhere where, like, after I told you the rest of this, you were just going to be like, oh, shit, I feel like terrible now. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a good, beautiful song, but yeah. it just seems, it just has such a specific vibe to it. It's crazy. I can't separate it from yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't, like, I can't place... I can't, I can't like name another song that I would like liken it to in that vibe, but I'd know exactly right. what the fuck you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I can, yo, yeah. Ask me to ask me to back that claim up with another song like that. And I would flop immediately. <laughs> I can't, I can't, but it's that. Yep. All right. Moving on to track number 10. We got less is more.
is more and uh, is less as an LES, presumably as in Les Claypool of Primus, a uh, major influence. <laughs> no. <laughs> Les yeah, Paul. We all know uh, that Brad, Brad, Brad Paisley is huge into Primus. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Les Paul, as in the guitar manufacturer guy, the, the dude who made the guitars that people love that I'm just not a big fan of, honestly. I've never really been a big Les Paul guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. But you know, yeah. he was a guy. He had a big impact on music and all that stuff. And that he did. If if more I than didn't just realize that his name, his last name was Ismore. <laughs> That's crazy. To Little me. known fact, yeah. I and mean, Brad Paisley dropping some fucking knowledge on us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if if more than just this song had a little bit of jazziness in it, this one. He's just going full in on it. He's got yeah. This one was two feet first into the jazz vibe. Hella lounge jazz vibe in this. Like, I'm not into into the jazz scene so much. You know, I love jazz stuff when I hear it and all that stuff. You know, I'll get into some snarky puppy. I'll watch videos of their drummer listening to songs one time and then playing them almost perfectly <laughs> afterwards. Which are, if you've never watched those fantastic um that's insane like the one of my friends who is very much into like the jazz scene and has been doing that for a very long time would probably look at this as like elevator music jazz but i fucking love this (laughs) like (laughs) right oh yeah no i i think that anybody who likes jazz would probably like turn their nose up at this (laughs) but as somebody who likes jazz but not to the point like likes jazz to the point of i will sit and watch a jazz band and have a great time doing so like in a lounge type of thing um this this is really good i like it a lot i i i bob my head to it i i it makes me feel like i'm more uh intelligent than i am is Hmm. if that makes sense oh sure uh (laughs) you know maybe if i'm listening maybe if 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 somebody's playing this in a lounge and uh and i'm sitting there at the bar and i'm drinking you know maybe i order something not top shelf next but something from the middle shelf right like you, you know you're at least like, not, I feel a little bit more fancy you're not just getting like something's on tap you're maybe getting like a martini or something yeah yeah like you don't know what a martini i don't know what a martini is but like you might be you might get one just because you're kind of feeling it yeah no i i can confidently say that i've put a gun to my head and say make a martini and i'll just tell you to pull the trigger uh because i can't i can't but i would probably order one while listening to this yeah yeah gin i mean how many to my knowledge it's the juice from a jar of olives with two olives in it yeah yeah that's that could be with gin that could be a martini i don't fucking gin plus olive that's it yeah (laughs) um yeah, no, this song, it has a great jazzy vibe. Um, it, it's it's sort of like that, you're right, lounge jazzy, you know, it, it feels like uh, it, it teleports you into being in like a club in the city, listening to some fucking jazz, in a smoky club, you know what I'm saying? Right. Huffing and puffing away on your cigarettes, being <laughs> as cool as you possibly can, and, and listening to jazz. And, and your cigarettes are on the long stem things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The big old French things, yeah. Yeah. And and you really get, like, a feel, like, 
it kind of shows off a lot of the roots of the style that they're playing here because country music has roots in like blues and the like and and jazz to be honest like it's got a whole lot of that shit to my knowledge i don't fucking i'm not that knowledgeable but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i know it's got roots in the fucking blues <laughs> and i know oh, the, yeah. i know the blues definitely is is closely tied with some jazz so well and you know what as I'm just going to uneducatedly co-sign on your your statement. You know, I'm glad uh, I have someone here who will do that. <laughs> Cuz I don't know any better and I'm I'm fine with trusting you and saying that your information is correct. <laughs> if there's someone so, out here who can well actually that, they ain't in the fucking call, so Exactly. Do it in a comment, Try you well, little yeah. bitch. <laughs> well, actually that on your fucking keyboard, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to track number 11. We have the pre-cluster cluster pluck prequel. Grandfather? Yes, my I child. That five times fast. Whom should I listen to? No. Should I perchance desire to procure the virtuistic ability to chicken pick? Well, youngling, I'm utterly delighted that you inquired. Fetch yon writing apparatus and prepare to inscribe these renowned monikers. Pardon? Just write this down. James Burton. Oh, we can talk over the rest of this because this is sort of an intro to another yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, this, is, this um, is sort of an interlude. Albert you're you're going to get the names of each artist that is about to appear on the next track. Um, okay, I was going to ask what the fuck this was because... <laughs> It's a list of names. I just don't know what these names were in reference to. So they're the people that are about to be on the next track. Yeah, and the people who are playing right now, I do believe. Oh, okay. Like, that, each of these the licks is from the person that's being named. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, I I love it. It's just fun and goofy like to hear. It's, it's stupid. It's short. I love the, the beginning where he tries to intelligently tell his grandson... <laughs> To fetch a piece of paper or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and he's just like, just write this down. <laughs> Which is a reference to a like, song. Huh? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's an intentional reference to the song "Write This Down," but I don't know. Mm. I'm just gonna assume oh. it is. That's that gonna would lead make us, total sense. It's gonna lead us into Cluster Pluck, featuring Thanks. all of those people. <laughs> in a shit ton of people uh, what a cluster club am i right <laughs> yeah 
Give me a... Well, you, you can go ahead and talk while I quickly grab the book so I can list everybody on this because I feel like I should. Absolutely. Um, this is a a round robin, if you will, of uh, a bunch of insane guitarists being insane. <laughs> um, it is a, a very fitting name, Cluster Pluck, uh, because it's a cluster fuck of plucky guitars. And it's it's pretty awesome. Like it's it's fun to just sort of listen to while you're like doing other shit. Like it makes your day kind of feel whimsical. Like you're being chased around by <laughs> like uh I mean not to go family guy here, but like you're being chased around by a giant chicken uh or something like that. Like it it just it, it has a yakety sax type vibe to it. A Scooby Doo chase scene. <laughs> oh yeah, very Scooby Doo chase scene. And and it makes you it, it yeah, it's it's whimsical, it's technical and uh yeah that it's it's a cluster pluck is what it is <laughs> yeah uh, as as the kid says in in the pre-cluster cluster pluck prequel like of course if you're looking for people for inspiration as far as chicken picking goes you can't do any fucking better than this um you can't so we got we got the likes of james burton albert lee uh rod volkert john jorgensen vince gill Steve Wariner, he's back. Um, Brent Mason, Manny Rogers, and yeah, th all of those people. Great job, guys. And uh, Brad Paisley himself says in the liner notes for this, like, if, if anybody asks him what his inspirations are in terms of how he plays, this song is a list of them, <laughs> like, and... I mean, shit, I don't... That, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That, honestly. And how fucking cool is it to get to play on a song with all of the people who inspired you to do the thing you fucking do? That's yeah, fucking that's cool. <laughs> like, that's really fucking cool. I. Well, y'all, I mean, we're not chicken hunting. We're chicken plucking <laughs> here. So I, we got to keep periodically bringing back th this back to ICP or else we're losing people. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, like as, as a person who who plays some guitar himself, chicken picking is fucking ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's it mind boggling art. <laughs> I don't even want to look up like any sort of tabs or sheet music for it or anything like that, because it would just make my mind explode. And I yeah. would no longer exist. And, and especially this track in particular, which is just full of just masters of that art. And oh, yeah. God, what a fucking jam. What a fucking track. All right. Moving on to track number 13. We have Cliffs of Rock City.
at the song that led me to buy this album in the first place. It was this one. This is the one that I heard uh, that that person that I said about. Uh, they posted a video of them playing a little bit of it. And I was like, this is fucking rad. And then I looked at who it was and I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Makes sense. This, yeah. You know, I should have guessed it was this one. Yeah, God. because this this is the song off of this entire album that is so it's so surprising to me that it's Brad Paisley. It's out of fucking nowhere. Uh, like title. Very clear Eric Johnson reference to like Cliffs of Dover, you know? And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big kind of vibe of that with like just the way that he's playing all that stuff, his tones and shit. And this is one where he just fucking goes off on his shit. There is just so much sick fucking playing in this. Like, I it blows me the fuck away, in- including like every time that he goes back to that verse section he does something more with it every single time and in the last fucking time he does it the lick he plays during it is fucking bonkers man (laughs) i'm like how do you do this it's so clean and like holy shit (laughs) oh yeah no this this song first of all this song, when I heard it for, through the first time, I was like, Brad Paisley is a jam band. I can watch him with Fish and like 311 and you know what I mean? Like 311? I guess not 311. Is 311 but, a jam yeah, I, <laughs> I guess they're not a jam band, but uh, I could watch 311 open for the real jam bands that are uh, Fish and Brad Paisley. Fucking. For sure. It's crazy. Like, this sounds very. Like, I would love to go. And smoke weed and watch him play this outside and watch him do like a 20 minute version of this. You know God, what I'm saying? You know, like, I would be delighted if, by that. If such a thing ever happened, I'd catch a fucking flight to be right out there with you. <laughs> Listen, if Pass that, me ever, that fucking blunt. <laughs> let, yeah, let's let hey, let's make a pact right now that if Brad Paisley ever says, hey, in 2028, I'm doing a 20 year tour of play, <laughs> and uh, there's guaranteed gonna be an extended version of Cliffs of Rock City. I would say I- I'm making a pact right now. If that happens, Shmeev and I are gonna be there. Oh man, and we are going to smoke a lot. I'll fucking drink to that. Fuck yeah, I'll drink to that, Shmeev. Cheers. Uh, that verse is so so this song could very easily feel like something that you need to put lyrics on but the melody that he puts over the verse it's like what do you even do here with lyrics like there's no empty like he's he it's already said and done it's filled in so well it's yeah it's it's there's a there's already that punctuation point on it and then you hit into like that chorus area where it just gets huge and it's just like whoa what the fuck and then it goes right back into you're right the verse uh, that he does just a little something extra with every single time. And it, it adds on to it. And that is why I think he he's able to make in, interesting instrumental music because he puts those subtle changes and shit like that in there. Yeah, yeah. He, he keeps it changing up every time. And even just here's the the thing about this. Like, again, this is another song where it's like, 
it's like a fucking rock song. Like it, it is like straight up. And he acknowledges that in the title of it, even like oh, yeah. this is very much from his rock influenced side. But there's stuff in here that I don't think you'd ever hear from a rock musician. And that's what makes it so fucking interesting. Like even just in that verse section, like at the end of that lick, he plays little double stops to lead back into the beginning of it. You wouldn't hear that. Like that's that's mm-hmm. country through and through. Oh yeah. And there's definitely the, there that little those little tastes of like country flavor here and there that still reminds you like, oh okay, this is this is from a country artist perspective. And the melding of those two together just makes it a completely unique experience. And it's so good. And again, this is one where this is a full band showcase. Mm-hmm. And I cannot fucking believe that you can play what his pedal steel player played in this song it is insane i i can't fucking begin to understand how this happened that his pedal steel player whatever he gets paid pay him double after this honestly it is it is mind-boggling. I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, I'm gonna fucking seek for it. We're, we're gonna skip to it. We're just gonna fucking listen to it right now. I'm just gonna play oh, it for yeah, everyone's sake. Let's, do it. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. you not just feel fucking incredible after that like how like like that just it, it lifts my fucking spirits dude <laughs> like honestly i might upgrade myself to mushrooms now that we're talking about this further i might i might just go straight to doing mushrooms when we see this live uh, inevitably you know what i'm saying yeah i, I might stick with something familiar i respect your decision fair, though, and hey, fair. I, I will do my best to be like because I, I i have heard from from some people that you definitely want to be around like you know, you want to be with friends who will keep you in like a good, good state during that. You know, I, I will be the rock that you need to stand on for that. Hey, thank you. No thank problem. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank man. you so much. And, and Brad Paisley's going to write the rock that I need to stand on. For Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God damn. What a. F- what a song. I just feel so song. good right now. I mean, part of it yeah. might be the tequila, but like also this that song could be dude. a large part of it, actually. <laughs> But this song, man, it makes me feel so fucking good every time I hear it. <sighs> no, no, this song is one of those things where you just get like that little bit of jolt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That little jolt, it gives you. That's why I love music. That's why I love music. Damn straight. Damn straight. And with, with that good feeling, I, I feel like uh, we got to let the good times roll. Featuring B.B. King.
if you get pp king gave me a great <laughs> chuckle by the way <laughs> glad <laughs> I, I feel like if if like a blues player or or like a jazz cat gives you like an initialized nickname like that, like BP, you're fucking yeah. in, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, you're 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 in. In his yeah, you're you're fully in. BB King, God rest his soul, in his eighties at this point, and still the fucking king, dude. That's wild, by the way. That's that's wild that he was in his 80s. Yeah. To put that, like, to still have that kind of, like, power in his fucking voice. God damn, dude. <laughs> I'm 28, and I noticeably don't sound, <laughs> like, sound worse than I did vocally when I was, like, 23 to 25. <laughs> like, I, it, the decline is real. I don't, it, it missed B.B. King for some reason. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's just, I guess, taking care of your voice or something. I remember, uh, you know, I'm going to tangent for a second. Uh, a band that I used to listen to as a kid, Christian rock band called Audio Adrenaline. Love um, Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> At a live show that they did, um, and it was like before their singer like quit the band because his voice was too fucked up. Uh, he invites his dad on stage to sing a song with them, and he's like. <laughs> He's like, he went Southern gospel and kept his voice. I went rock and roll and lost mine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, this is this, uh, this is a classic blues track, man. He's just doing a little 12-ball oh, yeah. blues. I've definitely heard this this before, by the way. This, this has been played. Uh, I've heard this in like a gymnasium uh, type dance setting uh, growing up. Um, I've heard Let the Good Times Roll by I don't remember what band it is. You know the song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm familiar. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh here's the deal though. I'm more familiar with this Let the Good Times Roll because of <laughs> how I was brought up. Is that wild though? That is like, a little is, wild is, to me. <laughs> is that wild? The fact that like That's and a this car is really song. Where... I thought it was a cars song. Fuck yeah. The cars rule, dude. Oh, was it the, was it cars? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Damn. What a band. This this right here is like where the precipice of c country and like Christian contemporary sort of uh meld together a little bit because Interesting. I went to many uh so for those of y'all who don't know and we're gonna talk about it in the next track as well. <laughs> um I grew up Southern Baptist in a Southern Baptist household uh to uh parents who were very active in our Southern Baptist church. Um, that being said, I went to pretty much every extracurricular that the church had growing up because uh, my parents were probably volunteering at it. Um, so I heard a lot of country music at like dances and get togethers and like parties at the church, because that was like the casual a, we were in the South. So that was like the, you know, how do I put this? That was the safe option. N nobody's going to say, Oh, turn this country bullshit off. You right. know what I'm saying? Cause first of all, God would smite them immediately for saying bullshit in the church. Of course. Yeah. But then secondly, uh, you know, we're in the South, like people like country here, you know, I mean, that's a safe choice. Yep. But also that's like the, uh, 
it's also the the safe choice that you know doesn't have themes that are going against the church you know what i mean except in this song <laughs> um but but in this song there kind of is though yeah. and it's, it's wild because this song and like a, a few others even um the, uh, of just like different bands different artists or whatever where i'll go back i'm like man i remember listening to this in church a lot and then i'd listen to it i'm like Man, they missed the point of this song, and they they missed something hard when they played this at our Oof. church. And uh, yeah, no, this this song uh, was played at like church events and like dances and stuff. And it's just bad idea. just because of the letting the good times roll. Mm -hmm. And that's the only you know they they listen to that, they hear that, and they just block out everything else because <laughs> that's when you're having a conversation with your neighbor. Is during the verses, <laughs> right. I guess. I don't fucking know, but um, yeah, this song is very familiar to me. This is the the popular "Let the Good Times Roll" to me, <laughs> as as a southerner, I guess. That's fair. Um, it's good. It's good. I I, oh, I, yeah. I really fucking like this song. Like I said, like it is, it is a classic blues style thing. BB King is fucking amazing in this, and his playing is still still in his 80s again in his fucking 80s the dude is still just fucking ripping <laughs> god uh the the only thing that i really have to say about this though is brad paisley brad paisley don't invite the cops you know yeah, he, that's true. That's true. Hey, let's let's actually like keep the vibes up and not shoot that invite out. Also, also there there's a line in here, and I don't I don't have the full line here. I just have the the important relevant point. He he uses the phrase I do believe rare into clown. Oh shit! As in we're we're rare into clown, man. Huh? It's not quite down to clown, but it's like it's like a southern version of down to clown. I mean, Brad Paisley's an ICP fan. Like oh, we know that absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, like, yeah. If 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 he had one more track, he would have put it on here. But you know, of course, he just, yeah, he just course. didn't didn't quite have it. Ran out of time. the The label was just getting on his case. Well, he was like, damn, I really want to put a 17th track on. But yeah. the problem is I don't have like two tracks where I could put 10 minutes of silence in between it and like make that one track. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like when you need 17 tracks, you really need 18 tracks with yeah. just a massive gap of silence. 18 or like you really need like 20 tracks and you just need to yeah. like tack some of them on to the end of other ones for no reason. Yeah. Or just like just your song and then. 10 minutes of silence and then like 10 minutes of prank phone calls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just, he didn't have the time to, to record all the prank phone calls right. for the last track. So he was like, let's just leave that whole track off. I, I, I suspect he did his first prank call to his agent and they were just like, if you fucking do this again, I swear <laughs> to God, this CD is going in the fucking bin. <laughs> we're dropping you as a client. If you call back with this bullshit again, they said bin cause his agent is, is fucking British. So. Oh, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to the penultimate track what a friend we have in jesus
ladies and gentlemen here tonight, I encourage you, if you haven't spoken these words into your heart, to find eternal, everlasting happiness. The deacons are down front. They'll pray with you. It's always down front. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, it's said whenever uh, two people agree on earth, so shall it be done in heaven. Uh, <laughs> if any part of this has touched you, if you just want to lift your head up, uh, and I will agree with you. <laughs> My pastor used to do that all the time. <laughs> love it, love it. What a friend we have in Jesus, you know? What a fucking what a friend we have in Jesus. This is Brad Paisley's homies when you get right down to it. If come on in wasn't, this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this this is, I mean, Brad Paisley's saying come on in to Jesus. Like, the, the, what a friend we have in this what, guy. What a um, fucking pal. I've definitely heard, I know that this is an instrumental, but I, I, I already recognize it because this <laughs> is kind of the bit that I was doing. Uh, that I don't know if Shmeev's going to edit out or not, but the bit that I was doing uh, where I was leading a fake prayer to salvation during this instrumental, I've I've heard that. I've heard that multiple times. Uh, I, I really, I, I will say, it's refreshing to hear it from a proficient guitar player and not some fucking youth pastor. Yeah. playing noodling through this. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day uh, at the church that I used to go to, um, the piano player would would usually take over for that mm. and that that dude he he was really fucking good on the keys so i mean like i'm sure it, yeah. it would usually be whatever was the last song that we sang just before the pastor came out you know and he would just sort of be riffing on that a little bit and going for it but yeah <sighs> absolute vibes of that like 100 yeah i don't recognize honestly i don't recognize the song itself i might know it if i was to hear you know it lyrically and all that stuff um but yeah it's it's a it's traditional song it's it's very yeah. oh yeah very well established and all that but uh fucking pretty as hell instrumental but it's, by it's a boy. very pretty instrumental um, if I, I, w I wish I could listen to it without having religious trauma from growing <laughs> up and, and fully enjoy it for what it is. But unfortunately, this is the the life that I live feel that. and I will just make bits to make myself feel better and to not critically think about my my past life wasted uh, growing up with that. But do what you got to do. That's neither here nor there, right? <laughs> you know, um, you do what you got to do. I. I feel that man. I I, I grew up uh, going to church as as much yep. as you did. I mean, maybe your experience was different because Texas and shit. I don't know exactly how different it was, but it definitely feels like it was different for you <laughs> in some ways. You know, I actually uh, it's funny. I don't think I've I've mentioned this to you. I've I've talked about it before, but um, I grew up watching a small southern baptist church grow into a an actual mega church oh shit like i i i witnessed that growth of humble farmhouse church into a literal mega church that is still around and my parents still go to the mega church that it is now hmm. to this day we, we uh, went from a uh, a humble lutheran church uh 
and and eventually went to a more like contemporary place that evolved into a mega church as well it was almost to mega church status at the like mm. whenever we went there but it has become significantly more <laughs> you know the, the uh, when we first started going to our church, uh, I remember getting out of service and running across the field to look at the farmer next door's goats through the fence. <laughs> and and now it, it it has like televised services uh, at a at a yep. brand new, disgustingly large campus. Yeah, <laughs> this one was it's, always it's wild. It's wild. This, this one yeah. was always in the middle of like a major shopping sort of area across the street from mm. a sheets um, where oh, we would go it. after church and all that stuff. They and in the sanctuary, dude, the stage setup that they had, because they had a legit stage set up in the sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, we got to as a part of the youth group band back in the day, we got to play up there one time. So I got to actually sit at their big ass drum kit behind a, a shell. Like they had a mm. shell set up and all that stuff with in-ear monitoring and all that. Like, Oh yeah. Oh, God yeah. It is the rock star fucking life for a bunch of fucking teens one time ever. And it felt great. <laughs> you know, that's, that's an interesting point that you bring up. I, I kind of, I'm, I'm just now realizing I didn't start getting getting like jaded about the mega church and 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 start like questioning that type of shit until I was like in high school and I knew the cost of like a lot of the music equipment that I was oh seeing God. on stage on Sunday mornings. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? And I was like, I was like, this is this is disgusting. Yeah. Like to a point, like this is this is vile to yeah. a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was at that point when I knew the subtleties of how expensive a professional mu like music and audio equipment are. And and that's when I realized these people aren't like, you know, worshiping. They're putting on a concert. Yeah. For people like our, they're, this is a performance. Our, our church, I think, to this day still has uh, car shows uh, during throughout like Jesus. the summer and stuff. And our yeah. pastor used to have a fucking sports car. Like not like a. It was never like a classic. He had like a fucking what was it like an S two thousand? Was that a Honda fucking sports car or some shit? <laughs> Which is fucking yeah, yeah, weird, but right. still, it's it's up there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, bizarre. The car cruise every every Re Sunday. Religious uh, religious tangents aside, I guess. Uh, beautiful beautiful track. song. Yeah, beautiful track. Yeah. Get get to hear some nice acoustic shit and just. Man, Brad, he's fucking doing it. He's fucking doing it. Just absolutely doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, here we are at the final track. Track number 16. Waiting on a Woman. Featuring none other than Andy Griffith. <laughs> Sitting on a bench at West Town Mall He sat down in his overalls and asked me You waiting on a woman? And I nodded yeah and said how about you? He said son, since 1952 I've been waiting on a woman When I picked her up for our first date Told her I'd be there at 8 And she came down the stairs At 8.30 8.30 She 
She said, I'm sorry that I took so long. Didn't like a thing that I tried on. Let me tell, Let me tell you, son, son, she sure, sure looked look pretty. pretty. Yeah, she'll take her time. But I don't mind waiting on a woman. Andy Griffith, dude. Andy Griffith. Shmeev, can I tell you, would you be surprised to know, I am like 80% sure that there is a, a radio version of this with Andy Griffith stripped out of it. God damn. Fuck the radio. But, uh, for real. Because I listened, I listened, I know, I know this song. <laughs> I know this song, but I don't, I, I never remembered Andy Griffith in it. Damn. So there has to be a version that was played on the radio that doesn't have, that has his shit stripped out, which is wild. Do you think this is like, this might be a cover. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Uh, it's credited to Don Sampson. I'll have to do a look up. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to look it up somewhere else. Strange. Yeah, this uh this song is one of those like specifically like it's very dated in the fact that like oh women always be well we're <laughs> we're we're sitting at a bench of the mall and of course we're waiting on the women, you know what I mean? Like it's very dated in that fact. Yeah. But it's so innocently charming that, at the same time. That's the thing. You know? It's kind of like a subversion of that because it's like yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's very much like on the trope of, you know, women taking forever. Right. But it's like the women be shopping. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's got like that vibe, it, like the sentiment is rooted in that. I hate my wife kind of thing. <laughs> but that's yeah. not what it's about, man. It's but about it's not, I yeah. fucking love this woman. So I will. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's about it's about like, hey. I knew what I signed up for when I fell in love with her and I will wait on her until I will wait on her like the dog in Futurama. You know what yep. I'm saying? <laughs> like fucking straight up. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, it has that very dated aspect to it, but it's, it's in a loving, charming way, not in a, Oh, let me poke fun at my wife. Right. It's, it's such a you good turn I mean? on it. And like, yeah, yeah. You get that classic Brad Paisley storytelling. We talk about it on this show all the time. You know, the guy is just <laughs> immaculate in that fashion. I would love to see Brad Paisley and Violent J get in the booth and just tell a story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love in the fucking bridge of this. He has this line, which it feels so awkward with the way that he talks about it, but he talks about like the statistics on how men are likely to die first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like that's it opens right. with, you know, statistics show. <laughs> that's like, but like, you know, the whole thing is like, yeah, I'm probably going to die first, but I hope that she doesn't die soon after that. She can fucking live for a while because I right. don't, again, I do not mind waiting on a woman yeah. and how fucking sweet is that man that's true love right there man that is true love right there i don't i don't know if it's more loving to hope that they go first so they don't have to like you know if they really love you then like they'd be suffering without you or if it's like i hope that they continue to live a good life you know that's a tough one man you, you gotta you gotta just hope that they die with you simultaneously notebook style that's the you know what i'm saying yeah, i've never seen the notebook but i i believe you i mean there's there are probably a million better <laughs> rom-coms out there in my opinion but you know 
I just hope it's not like that movie where uh, fucking Robert Pattinson dies in 9-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. What Tragic. is that called? I, <laughs> I, just, I love I only that know, movie. I only know the clip from it. I do not know the movie. <laughs> Shmeave, go okay so y'all for those of you who don't know i actually don't talk about it a lot i love rom-coms rom-coms are like my favorite thing in the world they're really I actually good almost started a rom-com podcast oh, uh shit. like pre-pandemic with one of my old co-workers at vans i love rom-coms nice and that one Shmeev, you gotta watch it i do it, it, okay it, I'll- it there's no explanation explaining the end. Like there's there's really no explaining the end. There's no explaining it. No. It it gives you the exact whiplash that just watching the clip gives you. Nice. nice. Like there's zero setup for it. So please watch. Please go and watch it. I'll, I'll have uh, to get that on the list. <laughs> I'll I'll put a little clip in here and post on what the movie is so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, listen to the clip. Robert Pattinson dies in 9-11, and that's the way that the writers wrapped up the story. There's no other way it could have happened. Incredible. It just decided to happen during 9-11. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm so, it's amazing. It's, I think every... I, I, I'm pretty sure I've tweeted this. I think every movie needs to end with one of the characters dying in 9-11. <laughs> I just, it's it's insane. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, that's what a sweet song. Wait, not a what woman, an adorable dude. song. And with Andy Griffith, who like I wouldn't have expected him to show up in this capacity because the only thing that I knew of Andy Griffith from was the Andy Griffith show, and of course. you know the whistle theme that I would hear before the TV was changed to something else. Cause I never watched the Andy Griffith show. I only Ooh, heard see, my the dad intro. was a huge fan. My dad was a huge fan. So I've seen many an episode of Andy Griffith show and mash was oh, another one. That my I, dad I used loved. to watch a lot of mash dude. I, I still love mash <laughs> yeah. honestly to this day. Oh, I, if, if I'm at my parents' house and I see, because I don't have cable here, but if I'm at my parents' house and I see mash on, I'm not changing the channel. Talk about some fucking whiplash when I decided to watch through MASH because it's on Hulu. And the first couple... Is it on Hulu? It was at the time. I think it might still be. Uh, oh, and okay, I'm going to need to check I, that. I started, Sorry, running through, I started running through the first couple episodes of that, and uh, I was not aware that this is also a thing that's in the original, like, what is it, novel or something? Was it a novel? I think it was a novel and also a movie. But, like... Uh, did you know that their bunkmate from the beginning of that, who is a black man, was nicknamed Spearchucker? I uh, no, I was not aware <laughs> until oh. uh, Trapper just very casually references him <laughs> in that hey. fashion. I was like, "Pardon me." <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, we're pretty far off <laughs> <Yeah>. the fucking. <laughs> hey, y'all! If you want to hear more information on that, check out our Mash podcast. Yeah, you know, look forward to it. <laughs> Mash with Gash, I think, is what we'll call. Yeah. <laughs> Mash with Gash, indeed. But yeah, Andy Griffith. You know, I, th- I think he adds a good texture to it with just like his spoken lines and all that stuff. Really nice to hear. And again, again, it's just really sweet and unexpected to to have that kind of turn where it's almost like um you're fucking bracing for the 
man, I fucking hate my wife kind of thing. And it's just like, nope. Yeah. Surprise, well, I motherfucker. Think, I think that's a sentiment to sort of Andy Griffith's time uh, era. Yeah. In that they did make those jokes in the the genuine sense of but i fucking love that woman and i would do this happily yeah. you know what i mean and then those sort of evolved into <laughs> man fuck my fucking wife she <laughs> takes 20 minutes at the target and it's just like like i feel like it i feel like it all of that humor started out genuine and like sweet yeah and then got bastardized it, it evolved derogatory <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, very much so yeah very much so. almost devolved if you will yeah, honestly <laughs> but with that we've come to the end of brad paisley's play and let me tell you it's been a fucking journey and i've been glad that i'm glad that you decided to to come along on the full journey with me what do you i am so happy what to are you, be on this what journey. are your final thoughts on this album what do you what are you feeling you know this album has so many different vibes and layers to it right you've got some darkness in there you've got some some jazz in there some just and not even just like some jazz hints You've got some full just like here's jazz motherfuckers <laughs> enjoy it um and then the classic country that rock vibe that that's just meshed with country so well this album is so great to just listen turn on and listen to uh in the background just having a party maybe you're outside drinking some on a boat near a lake you know what i mean like this just feels like a a vibe to just have good company around have some good drinks and good snacks around you, and just have a memorable saturday you having a cookout cracking open a cold one with the boys dude absolutely uh, this this uh you know there's so many different aspects and layers to this album but it all fits together so well that even if you were sort of having sort of a party and, 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 and having that get together and you're outside and you're having drinks, uh, when that jazzy shit comes on, you're not gonna be like, Hey, who turned this fucking shit on? <laughs> or like when the rock song comes on, you're not going to be like, yo, who changed the playlist? Like it still feels authentically and genuinely like all cohesive together, hmm. but there's just so many different depths of layers to it. Hell yeah. I like, it. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for allowing me to listen to this because I I would never have picked this up. But thank you if it so weren't much for this. Thank you for giving it the the shot. You know I I appreciate that. You know I'm I glad had to give you it enjoyed the old college it. try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as as we do over here in 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 this land, what three tracks would you keep from this album? What are your What are your three tracks that you're that you're taking? You know what? I, I think that mine aren't going to be too out of the ordinary. For sure. Same, probably. <laughs> Turf's Up mm. is is coming with me. Uh, honestly, Departure is coming with me. Nice. And then, uh, finally, it, it has to be Cliffs of Rock City. It has to be Cliffs of Rock City. Nice, nice. There, the, I could probably pick a fourth and a fifth, but oh, for sure, those are my three. That, that's the yeah. thing. Like, I'm like, I never really think about this prior to the episode. Like, I have to just kind of come up with it on the spot as to what three I'm taking. <laughs> um, 
yeah. I, I think I'm gonna have to go start a band. That song is it's just fun. I love it. I love I love Keith Urban, honestly. The dude's great. Uh obviously Cliffs of Rock City is coming with me. That that is the one that, that got me into this album in the first place. And you know what? It's just it's so sweet. I can't I can't not take it. I'm gonna take waiting on a woman. It's it's just a fucking great tune, man. I'm not going to lie. Your first and third are probably my fourth and fifth. Like those would be the ones, those would be the other ones that I would pick. Honestly, there's, there's a lot um, of good stuff on this. Like even like, come on in is a very simple, straightforward song, but man, it feels good to listen to, you know, it feels good. It gives you that, it gives you that feel good sensation. This whole album kind of does. And now here's the tough part. What do you take off of this album? What's what are you saying goodbye to? Is it is it one track? One track, just a single track. And it cannot be the pre-cluster cluster pluck prequel. And it God shouldn't it. be. That it shouldn't be because it's a great track. It, but it's an intro track. It does not count. Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. Fair. I think if I had to take one off, it would probably it would probably be Huckleberry Jam. I, and that's not even saying that it's a bad song that I dis, disliked it. I really liked it, but it just, I feel like any everything else has something more distinct to it that I, that I can come back to. I 100% agree with you. Like, I was scanning it and I was like, it has to be Huckleberry Jam because, like, it's good. It's really good. But honestly, you kind of get it in other songs enough that you, it, it's not that it doesn't need to be there and that I this is entirely hypothetical. We're not getting rid of any songs at all. But no. in this hypothetical scenario where we have to, it's just going to be Huckleberry Jam because you, you, you it, it unfortunately has you to get be. plenty yeah. of jam in other songs. And you get plenty of Huckleberry elsewhere as well. For sure. And with that, we close it out and we're going to going to have to say goodbye the Schmeeberger in Paradise Bar and Grill and Rehabilitation Relocation Center for Wayward Juggalos. I'm not ready to close my tab yet. Honestly, same, same. But uh, all of you out there listening, I would love to hear your thoughts on this if you stuck around. <laughs> I think you should have stuck around. I feel like you, you should, have. should have followed us to the end here because I don't think this album would be what you expected of it. I don't think I, I think a lot think of people it. would be pleasantly surprised. A lot of people that I know would not give this the time of the day that it deserves would be pleasantly surprised if they did. And you know what? I hope that this format gives you the opportunity to experience it as you need to to give it that shot. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you know, tell us your thoughts. Uh, you can find me in the places where we talk about every episode. Without my normal co-host to feed me lines, it's really hard for me to do this, but Facebook, Juggalo Judgment, Twitter, Juggalo Judgment, Instagram, Juggalo Judgment, email, JuggaloJudgment at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. It's still paused for the moment. As far as I know, who knows? Maybe we kicked it back. Maybe we got back into it. I doubt it because we're very close to the time that I'll be releasing these, so I don't think we kicked it back in yet, but we'll get there. And maybe if things the will be different. five dollars came out of my account, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been keeping up on the pausing that so it doesn't happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can also find both of us that you're listening to right now in the ICP with We Discord. 
that we we both hang out there. We chat there all the time. I'm there a whole lot. And if you tag me in something, I'm going to notice it and I'm probably going to respond to you. Uh, Aaron, where do we find you at? Uh, so I do a nice little podcast called ICP with we. We also uh, in the same vein do Twisted with us. Uh, with my uh, two lovely co-hosts, Eric and Robbie on Twisted With Us. We're currently going through Twisted's discography. Uh, We just finished recording our episode for Mirror Mirror. That actually uh, will be out for a few weeks now by the time this comes out. But um, What is the track on Mirror Mirror? Like, what's the big track on Mirror Mirror? Oh, I don't know what the big track is. Shit. I don't remember that. Okay, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, definitely, definitely listen to our uh, thoughts on Mirror Mirror because it might surprise you what they are. Um, well, you can find all of our stuff at www.icpwwe.com. Uh, you can also find me personally uh, on the interwebs at Gristle Media. I do food reviews and food stuffs and uh, general jackassery <laughs> online. The Roller Griller King. That's me. Um, Shmeev, thank you so much for having me. For real, I know I've said it before, but uh, this is a huge honor. I love guesting on podcasts. My God, I, and am, I, I loved how ha- I had a great time on this one. I am so glad that you joined it. And I love that you, dude, you bring a fucking energy to this shit. Thank you. Anytime I, I try, you do this. I and I fucking love it. And again, like, uh, sometimes, sometimes I am accused uh, with with this particular segment on our show of of this being uh, a way for me to sort of get back at my co-host <laughs> for all of the other stuff. But nah, I really hope that, you know, people enjoy the stuff that I introduced them to. And, you know, I'm so fucking glad you did. <laughs> Listen, y'all, this... This doesn't just have to be revenge on Mike. This can also be, it's a double-edged sword. This is revenge on Mike, and this is exposing the co-hosts right now, uh, the various co-hosts right now, and the listener to a new flavor of music. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, with all that said, I feel like there's just one thing left to do. Finish your motherfucking beach beverage, baby! This has been empty for a while. Got that last little drop. Peace! And this is not my uh, first one, this is actually my fifth. So (laughs) I've finished five of these. We out. Peace! I think I just pulled my pants.